0: guys welcome back to another episode of the black feelings podcast i'm alia and i'm monica thanks for joining us so it's been a while since we've caught up just the two of us so i wanted to ask you i mean we talk every day but like for the peoples how are (laughs) you (laughs) and how have your sessions been
1: um i it's such a strange question now to ask people how you're doing because especially i feel like the last two months even at work people are like how are you doing and everyone's like I mean, I'm okay, but (laughs) it's always like that's how I feel when I answer that question. So, I guess I can answer it by saying I'm managing.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: making, I'm I'm making it work. Mm -hmm. Stressed out, angry, all of these, you know, different emotions each day. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, um, I'm okay hanging in there. I think it's such a tough time and. In regards to therapy, I have um I don't know. Sometimes I show up to my sessions and I'm like, I don't even know what to talk about. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm already kind of drained before it even starts. Um mm-hmm. I think my sessions have been focused on work a lot lately. Yeah. Um and I don't necessarily know why. I think because a lot of the maybe the other stresses in my life and I'm sure other people can relate in their life, it's a lot of it's out of my hands. I mean, most yeah. things are out of our control, but especially like when it comes to, you know, protesting Black Lives Matter. This crazy person we have in office. It's it, I can't do anything about that. But work yeah. is one of the few things that I can change or alter how I navigate to, you know, handle it better. So that has been taking up my last few sessions. Um, I actually had a session today. And I've been struggling with just like my overall work environment. And then also I think having a tough time with what I do in general, you, you know, that our job, so those of you that, those of you that don't know, Ilya and I are tech designers in apparel, which is basically like pattern makers, kind of like garment engineers. And I complain about what we do, but I love what we do. Yeah. Um, but it is a very thankless job for sure. And, and I think like the more I get into it and like not, you know, I don't gas myself a little bit, the better I get at it. I'm also like, I want some thanks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's been the been something that like, I've been kind of talking about and working through and, um, also just like learning to speak up for myself more at work. So mm-hmm. that's been something that I've really, I've focused on even like the last year, but especially like the last couple of months, mm-hmm. um, speaking up, asking for what I want and um, maybe not getting all those things, but at least I'm trying.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think now, now that we're like virtual, we should always speak up for ourselves, mm-hmm. but now where it's like, you're mostly doing work in a virtual environment, you have to be heard. So now it's like, you can't rely on body language or even talking to like a manager or someone to advocate for you. You have to make sure that you're being heard. And that's something that I also feel like I've been dealing with that work as well. I feel like, like in the later years of my career, I've been advocating for myself more in each place I go to. It's like more and more. But mm-hmm. now in this virtual environment, it's like, you're going to get me like a hundred percent, not trying to like shy, shy away or like hide and not really speak my mind. Even if it sounds something that could be crazy, I'm going to speak because I'm me and you get what you get.
1: (laughs) I think therapy, I'm thankful for for therapy's impact on every avenue or like aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. But I think my career is one of the biggest areas I've seen a noticeable difference in. I mean, I don't know how long we've been going to therapy, like two, a little over two years, three years. Yeah. I'm a I made
0: I think I just made two years. Oh, okay. A little bit before me, so
1: okay. But that's this is the area that I've seen like the most change. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it could be a lot of reasons. It's a lot easier to speak up to like coworkers than it is like loved ones. Um, but also you know it comes down to money. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna figure this shit out, and I'm (laughs) gonna figure out how to like work on the things that I need to work on. Um, but I'm all. Another thing in terms of work that I'm trying to like get better at is not one, not being so hard on myself, but also like finding time to like rest and disconnect because working from home, I feel like I'm just working all the time. Yeah. Even if I'm putting in this, maybe just like a few more hours or the same amount of hours, it just feels like so much more. And it, and it's interesting because when I was in the office. You know, I come in at nine, or I come in like eight thirty, you know, go get a coffee, mm-hmm. talk talk to people, go to the copier, do this, walk around campus <laughs> or whatever. But now I'm just like at my desk all day and then I'll go in the living room. I'll still have my laptop or at least my phone and I'm checking emails. So it's just I, I need to find time to, you know, just rest and relax in I I'm seeing that there's really it's kind of like no excuse at this point. I'm just like, yeah. if I can't find the time to relax and rest and recuperate from whatever is happening, if I can't do it now where I'm in my home all of the time, I'm never yeah. gonna be able to do it. So I really wanna um, you know, start forming those habits now. It's something my therapist says, She's like, you um you know, you struggle with consistency. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll be, <laughs> I'll, you know, or, I mean, she didn't say I struggled. So that's probably me like just being hard on myself, but you know, some that's something that I can work on. Cause I'll be like going steady with whatever I'm working on for two weeks and then I'll forget about it. Yeah. Um, but maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was just in a really bad funk. Actually, I think I just got out of it a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really motivated to do anything besides work. Yeah. And I'm coming out of that now. And I want to like, just get back to, you know, the healthy habits that I was starting to form. So doing my meal prep, exercising, um, Mm -hmm. talking to friends on the phone and things like that, because I have even kind of fallen off from that. Like you and I text all the time. Yeah. And I talk to another friend, but that's like, kind of it and then feel like i'm starting to isolate myself again yeah so just just i want to be get back to really just taking care of myself and not just focusing on work because at the end of the day that's not yeah it pays my bills but that's not all there is to life
0: yeah so i feel like i totally agree on so many different levels of things that you said like even with the working i don't feel like i work the same amount of hours But I do notice that I have like some kind of guilt associated with when I'm trying to do things to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I could wake up, let's say 9 30, which is kind of late. But if I'm at home, the living room's right there. But it's like I'm at my computer all day. Even if I'm like, okay, let me take a midday stroll, I have my phone. I'm constantly checking my emails on my phone. If I take a walk, I'm like, oh, this is too much leisure. So I have to eat my lunch at my, like while working still. So I'm not really taking a proper lunch like I would if I was in the office. And then if I feel like I slacked or did too much of me stuff, it's like, okay, I could just work late because I'm at home anyway. Or I could take a break at six o'clock to work out and that's still me stuff. But Mm -hmm. then I could go back to work and stay working until like seven 30 or eight. And it's like, that's not really healthy. Like, it's just like I'm working around the clock because I'm at home and I could do
1: that. Yes. It's like from, and Oh my gosh, (laughs) taking the little breaks at the end of like what would be the end of the day and then getting back to it. And part of it is like, oh, I'm not doing anything else, so I could just keep working. But it's like, no, I'm not getting paid extra to work extra. Exactly. And like, I need time just for myself to completely disconnect. I um, and you know me before COVID, if I had to stay past five, I had to ask yeah, the <laughs> I was like, I'm not feeling this. I'm gonna be texting you. <laughs> like, I'm here. It's it's 535. I cannot believe this shit. Right. Um, so I yeah, I, I want to get back to that and having like a hard stop. Yes. Um my therapist was telling me, well, I actually asked if I could change. So I go, I see my therapist every other week. And mm-hmm. so my next section is going to be on Halloween. And I asked if I could move my session from that Saturday to the following Saturday, because I was like, I know I'm gonna need a session after this election.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, can
1: talk, we can talk about that. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm gonna need a session after all this nonsense. And She was like, you know, I actually stopped working every Saturday and I work every other Saturday now and just saying how she needs time for herself. And she, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she has a schedule, she schedules time for herself. And I'm like, maybe I need to do that because just even relying on myself to allow me to take a break. Hasn't really been working,
0: but
1: I'm good with a schedule. So I was thinking about today, actually, after this writing down, my schedule for the next week and writing in time to work out, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, meal prep. And then I don't, it seems kind of late to schedule TV, but (laughs) I might, I might take it to that level.
0: Um, I think that's fine. I mean, Mm -hmm. it also depends. Like I've been, I've picked up some bad habits, like binge watching TV. So if I had a schedule, like I cannot, I mean, I have, I have done that and I could talk about that in a little bit, but like, instead of watching four hours of like girlfriends or the parkers, like maybe break it up and not do it like that. It's not like I'm not doing anything else while I'm binge watching, Mm -hmm. but normally I don't do that anymore. That was something that I used to do when I was younger. I used to have to like sleep with the TV on and all of that, but I really pulled myself back from that. And now I feel like I'm, Relying on that more. And I do feel like it's for a multitude of reasons. And I do feel like I need to work it out with my therapist. I think one of it is also like kind of trying to avoid social media, especially mm. in the midst of this election and everything I'm seeing and everything that's like bothering me. It's like I would just rather watch mindless TV from the nineties, like things that I forgot about when I watched it and just detach, even though I know that's not really good. But um yeah. Totally feel you. Yeah.
1: Well, so how have you been, you know, and how have your sessions been?
0: Um, I guess I could say that I'm doing okay, all things considering. Um, I really feel like 2020 has been a shit show. Like everyone could agree to that. And I feel like the more time goes by, it just keep like the snowball keeps increasing. Mm-hmm. And like in every facet of my life, it's like I can't avoid it even if I wanted to. And I kind of just want to hide under a rock and like make it all go away. But like, even besides that, like my therapist has gotten super busy as well. So I haven't been able to like schedule a lot of sessions with her. So I feel like I don't have that much to talk about in that regard. Cause before it was like every other week, but not, it was consistent. And now it's like maybe every other week or every three weeks. And sometimes I forget like where I I left off. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I kind of feel myself, this is bad, but like kind of hiding things that I probably should be talking about and sticking to something that's like, this is more manageable or like I feel comfortable talking to you about this, even though I, I will say I am comfortable telling her everything, but like every single thought that comes up, I feel like since it's such a limited time now and now that she's more busy, I'm not really bringing everything up. And if I'm feeling low, which I have been lately, SAD season is here a hard time for me. It's like, I want to feel good about myself. So I'm going to tell you something that's kind of light so you could kind of validate me and I don't have to go into the deep, dark stuff that may be happening.
1: I feel that and that I get that. That's really understandable. And I think, you know, we've talked about how therapy is working, you know, sometimes it's like hard to push yourself to do to like take it there when you're maybe not like really feeling it. And yeah, I actually think I have felt the same way over the last couple of weeks. And the way I rationalized it in my head was that I was <laughs> I was like, I've made so much progress, <laughs> I know what she's gonna tell me to do, and I'm not ready to do it. Yeah. So once I'm ready, then to, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Once I'm ready to correct the situation, then I'll bring it up.
0: Yeah, I get I, that too.
1: I took that as growth, even though I was like, I know me avoiding it is not like, you know, ideal, but I t- do want to give myself some credit for acknowledging what needs to be addressed. I just, you know, need some time to, to bring it up.
0: That almost sounds like you're like acknowledging the bullshit and it kind of. Yeah,
1: (laughs) absolutely.
0: (laughs) And it goes back to what you were saying about consistency, which I Mm -hmm. also have the same issue. But it's like you get to this level and you feel like, okay, I've grown this much. I've done enough. But then you know, when you have like you keep pushing through, it's going to get harder. You're at the plateau Mm -hmm. on the mountain and now you're trying to reach the peak. It's never going to end. But it's like, do I really want to dredge into that now? And then given everything, like given 2020, do I really want to dig into my past, my deep, dark, whatever, when all this other shit on the outside is going on and I'm just trying to keep it together, like Mm -hmm. with all this external shit? Yes, we should fix our insides. Yes, cool. But like, do I want to open that up and deal with that on top of all of this? Even though all of this. (laughs) Yes. And
1: I mean, that that makes total sense. It's just like. With certain things, you know, that you may be like opening up a wound and it's like, damn, then I'm going to have so much to like think about and process when, at least for me, so much of my like mental capacity right now is being consumed by election and by COVID. I can't, it's hard to even think about myself right now.
0: Yeah. Which isn't, I know that's not good, but it's like, it's hard to like want to put other things on your plate. Mm -hmm. So, So it's kind of like we're like protecting ourselves. Like I don't want to add more to this burden that we already have that we can't seem to escape. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather just like shelve that off until maybe after November 3rd or maybe later, like maybe that's going to be a 2021 like goal. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can't tell you right now.
1: (laughs) Well, you mentioned social media. Mm -hmm. I think social media is um, what's been, driving me a little while, but so how have you been managing it? Cause right now it's just, it's, I don't know. It's successful. It's crazy. So how have you been managing? Are you, are you taking a little break?
0: Kind of sort of taking a l- little break. We talk all the time. So, you know, my coping oh. mechanism. So the thing I have been doing to not go on Instagram or social media is by playing a lot of the Sims. And that's actually a topic that came up with my therapist because I've been playing the game hardcore since like April, like to the point where I was This sounds bad. It sounds horrible, but like to the point that I was mad that I was called back to work because it was going to take away from my Sims playing time, full honesty, but it is what it is. But I've also been like adding on this judgment to myself like i'm too old to be playing this game this is like for kids like i shouldn't be doing this if someone says something like oh you play that game too much like i would take that and i would that would add to my judgment of myself but i spoke about it with my therapist and like i negotiated a game plan a game planned with myself like to not play this game if all the shit in my life is in an order like if i haven't cleaned my house because of it if i'm avoiding Having difficult conversations with like Matthew or anybody else in my life can't play the game. I'm trying to avoid something that I saw on social media that's triggered me. I can't play it. So I basically had to make this neg- negotiation with myself so I could always check myself when I feel like I may be taking the game too far. And that's helped. So in one way, it was kind of like when I was playing the game and when I played it excessively, I never checked my social media, which is good. But it's like you're, sw- you're swapping one screen time with another. So it could go unhealthy, but that's what I've been doing to avoid social media. Mm-hmm. But I will say the caveat to that is now every time I do go on social media, I feel like I'm hit with the bullshit more like. It's just, they waiting for me. Conspiracy yeah. theories, like the election, like all this shit. And it's just like, this is way too fucking much. Way too yeah.
1: much. I've gotten back into the Sims just, just recently. Um, I mean, my computer, my laptop sucks. So I can't play like as much as I want to. But once I get a new laptop, I'll probably need you to like talk me through your um, game schedule or your game plan again. Uh, cause this thing, it's very, uh, it's addictive. It's consuming. It's it's it fun. You know, it's very, it's very fun. Yeah.
0: But like, for me, it was so bad that even when I did start working, like I would burn the midnight oil still playing it. Cause I, at that time it was like, this is my self care and my job is going to take that away from me. So even if I finish work at eight 30, I'm going to stay up to like maybe three 30 in the morning, still playing this game because I'm enjoying it. And yeah. I, this is my creative outlet. And it's not dying. It's not going anywhere. So let me just ride this train. But if I have that creative oil that I'm afraid that I'm going to lose it every single night, then it's like you need to put a stop to this because sleep is important.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I was actually taking earlier, like in the pandemic, I was taking like Sims breaks in the middle of the day. Like instead of taking a lunch break, I would take an hour to play The Sims. Yeah. Um, but I, And I realized it was... It was taking a lot of my time and, and also my laptop sucks. So I had to take it off of my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so we'll see how it, how I, um, addicted. I get this go around, but it's, it's very consuming. It
0: is. I'll give you tips to like, or like something to give you a contract with yourself. Mm, Cause okay. I even tried like the one hour Sims lunch break and I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't <laughs> an hour. Like my computer is better now, but like the loading time, if that takes 15 minutes, 45 minutes ain't going to do shit for me. (laughs) So on my lunch breaks, I try to go on like an hour walk and then I'll just play after. But something happened where I'm not playing. I don't feel the need to play it all the time. Like I Mm -hmm. have a notebook now, so I write down all the stuff that I want to accomplish in the game. So whenever I go back to it, I feel like I could just pick it up. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel unhealthy anymore. And I feel like ever since I spoke about it with my therapist, it's been helping me like you're about to go overboard. You need to reel it back. And now I feel like I'm there and I'm in a good space, getting seven to eight hours of sleep every day, which I need now, especially since the weather is changing and it's getting scary outside. I felt good and content. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah.
1: You you mentioned that. So now since the Sims break didn't work, you go for a walk on your lunch break. Yeah. Is there anything else you do throughout the day? That's, you know, like part of your routine, because I feel like that's, you know, what I'm struggling with now. I, I, well, before COVID, I would get up at 6am without an alarm, like every day. Now I cannot get out of bed before like 8 30. Yeah. And then I just, you know, I roll right into my office and you know, it's just kind of like it feels I don't I don't like the way it feels because yeah. I'm like I like having routine. So I'm trying to again trying to just like be better about a lot of these things. So do you have some things that you do each day?
0: I wish I could tell you. I feel like I'm super loosey-goosey with my schedule. <laughs> It's so bad to the point that now I'm like going back into the office, like the physical office once a week. And because I can't wake up early, it's such a struggle. Like now it's like I I could only wake up at nine o'clock. And if I had to wake up at nine o'clock, I mean, if I, if I wake up at nine o'clock, I have to work from home. If I'm going into the office, I need to be up early. And I'm struggling with that. Like, it feels like a lot more work just to get ready to go into the physical office Mm -hmm. And now they're like, we're not even supposed to be there the whole day. I feel like there's even more pressure because it's like, I'm here for this amount of time. So I'm just going to work straight through it, not take a lunch break, not walk around and stretch my legs. Like, I'm going to just do what I have to do so I could get the fuck out of here at a reasonable time, because that's what they're asking of us. Mm -hmm. But in that regard, I feel like I don't really have anything. Like when I'm at home, I wake up, brush my teeth, take a shower, make sure I have my breakfast make sure I drink my coffee before my first meeting. I try to take one to two walks a day, but sometimes it's really hard because I may have more work, but I at least try to do that. Like a walk during my lunch break. If that's an hour I could come back and I eat during work and it doesn't bother me so much. I don't take my 15 minute breaks. Like I would if I was in the office Mm -hmm. and, um, I make sure the days that I'm working out, I have an absolute hard stop at like five thirty something, so I could get dressed for gym, do that, and then if I left something hanging, I would go back and answer that. And if I'm being bad, I may work another hour, but I really try not to do that.
1: Uh, that sounds like a hell of a routine to me.
0: It doesn't feel like a routine because I'm so like. Loose and forgiving with it, that if I don't do it, I don't kill myself over it. Like, if I don't take a walk every day at my lunch break, it's not the end of the world for me.
1: But I I think that's okay. Like, I don't think that anybody should be hard on themselves right now for not, like, doing things like that. You know, things that aren't, like, imperative to, you know, survival or work or whatever. It's like, oh, you don't go on a walk one day, that's fine. But it sounds like you have, like... Some things that you do.
0: But and I yeah. also feel like I'm not a routine person. Mm, okay. So it's like I don't I don't know if I would be able to follow a routine if I had it on the paper because I would feel bad about myself if I didn't accomplish it, which is why I said like I'm loosey with it. I feel like if I had a concrete one that would mess up some other things. And like if I wasn't going on a walk every day, for instance, I would be like a lot harder on myself. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I haven't been going on walks and that but it's going on walks has started to make me feel I don't want to say the word crazy cuz I know we, we like shouldn't say that but it's yeah. definitely making me feel like I don't know because I live in the burbs now but also even when I lived in the city I didn't want to walk too far um just because of like everything that's happening and then when I was in the city um I live I lived near a lot of homeless camps mm-hmm. and I was at the beginning of COVID, I was nervous to walk too far because it's like any block you turn around could just be like a block full of homeless people. I'm not saying I'm like scared or want to avoid homeless people just because we didn't know a ton about the virus at the yeah. time. And like people weren't really wearing masks. I was like, I'm not trying to like walk down a street with just like a bunch of people standing outside. Yeah. So I, I would only walk around like a three block radius. Mm -hmm. And then even now that we move to the burbs, it's a similar thing. I only really walk like three blocks within three blocks because there ain't nothing out here. Yeah. Uh, So it started, I don't know. It's just making me feel like, like, um, a hamster on a wheel. Like I'm just going, doing the same thing over and over and over. So that's kind of, it's not really motivating for me to go on a walk, but
0: that makes sense.
1: I know I need the, just to get my body moving.
0: Yeah. Are there different routes you could take?
1: Um, yeah, but a lot of, well, some of them would just like have me walking on like a busy street Mm -hmm. that feels kind of like, um, not a highway, but like, a um, I don't know what those kind of streets are called. You know, like those really busy suburban streets that like, it's just, I don't want to walk on the side of that. That's not like scenic, (laughs) yeah. I I don't know if I'm being being too picky about where I walk.
0: I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to feel like a hamster in a wheel, Mm -hmm. even though you do want to move your body. Um, I don't know. Like, my roots get boring sometimes, too, because I only have two to choose from. And then sometimes if I see too many people or... I feel like there's a lot of factors that's going on with this. Like, before, it was like, I could just get up, put my flip-flops on, put a mask on, and then walk outside. Now it's cold outside. I don't know what to wear. I had to wear clothes, shoes, and like all this extra shit. Like it may be cold outside, so I had to put on a jacket. And I'm like really not ready to embrace that. So it's like you know what? It's too cold outside. Too late. The sun already set. I'm not going outside. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you are reminding me that my therapist suggested I get a sun lamp. I
0: don't need to do that.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to actually write that down. Yeah, I do not forget because it's the, the weather's changing here too. Uh, it's still like pretty warm, but Mm -hmm. I know that once it gets gray here, oh my gosh, my first winter in Portland, the skies were so gray. And I, you know, I get seasonal depression too. And I really struggled with it in Brooklyn because I was living like in a basement apartment with one window. And (laughs) as early as I think like he kind of like now, like the end of October, when I was in Brooklyn, that's when I started to feel it. And here it's the skies are different because mm-hmm. they're just gray. Yeah. And like in, in New York or in Chicago, it'll still be sunny. It could mm-hmm. still be sunny, you know, depending on the day, but here is just gray. It feels like somebody threw a gray blanket on the sky and it's just oh like God. that for months. It's so it's, it feels really suffocating to me. Uh, I probably sound really dramatic, but it's, no, I could
0: envision I feel, it.
1: <laughs> it's really depressing. Um, so I do actually, I should invest in two sun lamps, one for my bedroom and then one for, uh, my office.
0: Yeah. But even like a portable one, I need to get one too. I feel like we've been talking about this since we started the podcast.
1: I know that's why I'm writing it down because <laughs> again, consistency, sticking to things that I say I'm going to do.
0: I definitely have been talking about this for two years with my therapist. I started therapy because of seasonal depression. And oh, she yeah. like, You need to either move to the South where it's sunny all the time or get a sunlight, like one of those two.
1: Would you move to the South?
0: And this time with who's in office? Oh, I don't know. Good point. I don't know. I used to, I, that used to be a dream, but I'm like, Can I even?
1: It's. I'm at times in disbelief on just like the the way the country is right now and who's in office and how people are still writing for this man. Sorry, I'm 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 noticing that a lot of my conversations end up, no matter how they start, they end up like we end up talking about Trump, and I'm like I don't want to do that but it's so hard it's like always in the back of my mind um yeah so
0: it feels like a fucking nightmare and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about too because I'm also like like who's gaslighting me like first of all I feel like I'm in a dream Mm -hmm. and when I hear people that like support this person sometimes I understand depending on who they are when it's like a black person or a person of color, I really struggled to understand. And I really wish I had understanding because I used to think of myself as an open person. Like if you, if I was younger, if someone said they were like Republican, that's not something that offends me. Like, I don't think we need to be on any one side. So that's like one thing, but now it's like, I don't understand how people go for this guy. And then I'm like, am I being too sensitive? Like, we don't have to get too heavily in this conversation, but, like, the ice cube thing, like, that thing really bothered me for some reason. And I'm like, I think I may be overreacting. Like, it may not even be to that level. It may just be, like, poor timing, one, or two. He is allowed to speak to the Democrat and Republic side, and I shouldn't feel a way about that if he's still advocating for Black people, and even mm. knowing that shit, like, I'm still like, this is fucked up. Like, how dare he do this? Like, why are we losing all of these people that we thought was, like, ours? Like, why am I side-eyeing Black people? I don't want to do that.
1: Well, Cube can get the side-eye for that nonsense, okay? I I really want to be an involved person that understands and respects everyone's views. And normally... Most of the time I would. I mean, before this, before 2016, if you were a black Republican, I might raise my eyebrow a little bit and wonder why. Not why, but just like be curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I get that Democrats haven't like done shit for black people. All of this, like I get all of those points. Um, but now if you support Trump, it says a lot more to me that you're okay. You're okay with a lot of things. And honestly, a lot of things I could kind of like not be okay with, but I can push it to the side. For instance, this is going to sound, sound weird, Mm -hmm. but people that can overlook Trump's like racist, xenophobic ways. That's one thing because I'm pretty sure the majority of presidents that have been in office were racist or, you know, misogynistic, whatever. I don't understand how people can still ride with him after COVID. Yeah. Because that is one thing that has touched everybody in this country in some way or another. Maybe you didn't have somebody that passed from it, but your job was affected by it or Mm -hmm. someone you know lost their job by it. And so it was really, really poorly mishandled. So I'm curious for people that still want to vote for it, a person who when asked about, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people that have died from it, who can say it is what it is. Yeah. And, and sometimes I do want to talk to a Trump supporter just so they can explain that fact to me because I it, I can't understand it. And I, a lot of other things I can be like, okay, I could see why some people, Maybe not want to vote for Trump, but why some people may always vote Republican. But how mm-hmm. can you overlook that? Like we go so hard for other um tragedies that have happened to this country. Um, but COVID is like people act like, oh, it's whatever. Niggas are still dying from COVID. Like yeah. cases are going up. This man has like and in, the, in my opinion, the blood is on his hands. If he knew about it and didn't really want to do anything about it, didn't want to warn us, stop the post office from sending every household mass, like, come on. So I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to know how people can overlook that. Um, because, fun. yeah. And I, and I think COVID's interesting because I can't think of another topic that's been like brought up in an election that has affected so many other people. Like, yeah you know, some people can ignore abortion laws because it doesn't affect them. Some people can ignore, you know, gay rights and the rights of people, of Black people and people of color because it doesn't matter to them. But this is something that should matter to everybody. So I'm just lost. Um, And I'm trying not to, oh God, I feel like I'm going on soapbox and talking way more than I (laughs) intended to about Trump. But I, I feel bad for not wanting to talk to people who vote for Trump.
0: I feel the same. I'm. It's so hard, though. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Like, to know actual people that look like me that's mm-hmm. on that train makes it even extremely hard because, no offense to any white listeners, but if it's a white person that votes for Trump, I'm not surprised by it. Like, yeah. right now, I'm just like, every time a Black person or anybody else say they're voting for him or it's like, pro-Trump, fuck Biden, all this other shit. It's just like, but why? Like, how? Like, how do you possibly do that? And I know a lot of that shit goes into conspiracy theories. And I was going to say, like, even with the COVID thing, a lot of these people don't think it's real. So it's like, it's easy to overlook that because they think that that's something that was planted by the Democrats anyway. So it's like, I'm not really paying attention to it. And look, Trump got it and he survived. So, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. But it's just so mind blowing.
1: Yeah, I still don't under i. I listened to uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but they interviewed a therapist, and she was talking about how just like in this country, and it's it's one of the things that you know makes makes this country what it is. I was going to say makes this country great, but I'm not. I can't even say that phrase. But one of the things that makes the U.S. what it is is that. You know, we can live individual lives, but to our detriment that we don't have to think about other people. Yes, and black women typically vote thinking about what's good for everyone um and I'm like, damn, can't we just all get on this this same page for this one election? What's best for the country, what's best for the nation, and not just what's what's good for um straight white men,
0: yeah. But even if they, even if there are other categories that it's like you're voting for that thing, like they say, vote for your interest, right? A lot of people do that. That's the fucking issue. Can we vote for other people? Can we vote for folks that are dying? Like, can we do that, please? Can we come together as a collective? Can we, as black women, not be the only one that's like thinking about everybody else and people are still not thinking about us? Like, yeah, it's just so wild.
1: I honestly so the first time I voted, oh I'm about to tell y'all my age or like really date myself. Uh Who's
0: voted for Obama. Ju- oh.
1: No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I was trying to help you out because that was Maybe. the first time I voted.
1: <laughs> no, I voted when it was um oh my gosh, I can't even remember, but the person didn't win. It was it John Kerry? I think it was John Kerry. And I um that's when I learned that not everybody votes, considering, you know, their fellow American, which is so strange to me because yeah, I get that the US, okay, we we're not technically a Christian nation, but we are a Christian nation. And like I'm we've discussed on the podcast, I'm not a religious person, but person, but that's like the faith I was brought up in. Yeah. But I understand not everybody in this country is Christian, and I understand. So you know there's people in this country that don't like observing a religion any religion at all and it's not my place to impose like certain views on them mm-hmm. and I think that was really difficult for me to wrap my mind around um because the biggest issue not the biggest but one issue that's like that comes up every election cycle is abortion and for me that's something that's like always a deal breaker like I would never vote for somebody that was pro-life yeah because while like at this, at this age in my life, depending on the situation, I probably would never have an abortion. Yeah, And I understand why people are pro-life, but it's not my place to tell or your place or their place to tell, you know, like a woman's like what to do with her body. And so now when I hear people talking about Trump and like religion, I'm like, is that it? I'm just like trying to make sense of it like are people is that what because i know that's like a big thing for people so i'm like is that what is that's that what good people good. are still holding on to i don't know i'm so confused if you are a trump supporter please send us a private dm or an email we won't put you on blast we won't attack you i am genuinely curious why some people are voting for trump and no shade if you're down to conspiracy theories i don't need to hear your reasoning because i i, I understand, like, You're following those theories. But if you don't follow conspiracy theories and you are still supporting Trump, I'm genuinely curious what why.
0: Yeah. I wonder if you'll be able to find that person. I mean it depends on who you want to talk to. Like let's say for instance, I if you wanted to talk to a black Trump supporter, I wonder if you would be able to find one that doesn't follow some kind of conspiracy theory. Because a lot of them also seem like very anti-democrats. Mm But like you said, I understand why you don't fuck with them, why you wouldn't fuck with them. I'm not saying that I'm going to write Democrat on my back. And I'm not saying that because I'm Black that I feel like I need to be a Democrat. If there was like more choices, honestly, I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't be either of those. But that's not where we are right now. So if those aren't your arguments, I'm really curious to know why the fuck would you vote for this man? And I would like to say that on one of my Instagram scrolls, I did see a post about like, christians being like a trump supporter yeah but then like calling out like every point that trump does that's like anti-christian like sleeping with a porn star while your wife is at home pregnant
1: he's not a man of faith like right
0: how are you holding on to that at all like it completely goes against that so i don't understand how that would be something that you're doing
1: yeah at all Um, i want to go back to something you, we were talking about, you know, how black women vote and you're just like, you know, it all falls on us, which a lot of things does and nobody's holding us down. How have you kind of been dealing just with that? Because for me personally, I think seeing how people like don't really support black women, I think that's maybe something that I always knew in the back of my mind, but (laughs) in- Throughout this pandemic, or just maybe the last couple of months, it's been so apparent Yeah, how people, even black men, don't support black women. And it's been infuriating and I've gotten in arg- you know, arguments with people that I'm close to, thought about cutting some people off. And you know, it's just like another thing that I feel like is kind of like on our plate right now. So been thinking
0: about or talked about. Honestly, realizing all that has put me in a really bad place. But like even to people that may not even be against me. And I'll give you an example. Like after the Tory Lane's thing came, or like after Megan said that Tory Lane shot her, and that's still something. But like I was so mad that I even took it out on Matthew. And I'm like, you know what? All niggas ain't shit. And that's including you. And he, like he, I didn't have any reason <laughs> to say that, but I was so infuriated. And he was saying certain things that's like that doesn't really sound like support of black women. Like people still want to hear sides, and I really don't understand why. But it's just that's just showing how much we're not regarded. Like you have to see two sides of a bullet essentially in order for for what? Because even after you see it, you're still not believing it. So it's like. You're just doing that to exploit our pain. And so you can have something to talk about on social media. And it hurts even more when it's like, when it's somebody like in your community, because it's just like, there's nowhere for us to go. And then also I feel like I'm taking on everything that everyone says about black women. So I feel like sometimes I have to shut myself up because it's like, oh, I'm just overreacting oh, I'm just being, like, overly sensitive. And it's like, no, I have every right to because everyone has been gaslighting us for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people still don't hear us. I don't even know, like, what to say. I don't know who to talk to this about except for, like, fellow Black people like yourself and, like, other Black girlfriends. It's like, no one really understands it.
1: Yeah, no no, no No. one does, but, you know, other black women I feel um and I went through a similar thing I definitely was tight with my boyfriend for yeah. a while. the whole Tory Lanez thing and even my brother this was like early in the scandal or whatever and he's just like well I need to hear the other side of the story and I was like no you don't first of all who would lie about getting shot right like, yeah I know people like do crazy things for like fame right now fame and money but like she was she saw the picture. She was clearly like bleeding and, and was shot. So why would she lie about him doing it? Um, but anyway, I hope that trip that troll gets deported and I hope he goes to jail. Same. Uh, but that was actually the thing that kind of like pushed me over the edge as far as like I just I have a very I I have very little to no patience with people's bullshit in terms of black women these days. Yeah. Um, I even had someone. I posted something on Instagram that it was like, uh, "Good morning." Except to the people that downloaded Tory Lanez album, y'all can choke. <laughs> and then this guy uh, DM'd me. He was just like, "Oh, was it trash?" I was like, "What? Do you not even just get this joke?" And you know, responded in all caps with you know angry faces. But Oops, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I feel the heat keep building up. Uh, but I'm trying one thing that a friend says to me is like, um, you know, not take on other. It's difficult for us to not take on other people's like weight in their experience. And so, and I only say that to say that I'm, tr- I'm trying to be better with like not taking my frustration out, for instance, with like my boyfriend or other people in my life. Because I, I think Generally speaking, most of the people around me are supportive of Black women and, you know, show up for us. But um, but I also... But it's hard because it's like you, you want to do that. You want to, like, just focus on yourself and not take on the weight of other people. But you also want to support people that look like you because who the fuck else is going to do it?
0: Exactly. So I
1: don't know. I go, I go back and forth in my head. And my uh, old roommate posted something really interesting on her Instagram today about how sometimes even the people that think they are showing up are putting extra weight on us like yeah. one thing I've noticed at work is you know since all of this like support black women has come up I feel like I get a lot of condescending pat on the backs mm-hmm. and it drives me fucking crazy yeah like I I get it I get you're trying to show that like you, I get that people are trying to go the extra mile to show that they support me and I'm not looking at me in like a negative way or whatever. But the fact that you didn't do that for the, the year before all of this that I worked here, right. it just, it it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. So it's like, just treat me the same way you would treat anybody else. That's all people want at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, so I don't know Then I, it's hard. It's like, I don't want to, like, knock people down for, like, trying. Like, I know the intentions are good, but it does put, like, an extra weight on my shoulders. It's just, like,
0: oh But it feels performative, kind of. uh, Like, everything this year is performative, and it's like, oh, now you want to start acknowledging me? Or, like, even if I'm just trying to blend in, by you taking this extra effort to, like, try to make me feel like you're not the bad person, it's like now I have to be receptive of that. When I'm really yes. just trying to get by and like maintain myself, like yeah. you're just going to do all this extra shit to show that you're for me.
1: Yeah. We really just, I, I don't know. I want to just focus on myself, but it's so hard these days. I probably need to go back like on a social media break and then yeah. just like focus on myself and start journaling. But I don't know. It's a lot right now. I think after this, election i will be able to i feel like that'll be one thing that i can breathe about regardless how it what whatever happens i think yeah i'll I'll just be able to kind of like focus on i don't know a few things that i want to tackle and (laughs) i don't know that's a lot
0: i'm just thinking like this is like the worst sex ever because after november 3rd like that is going to be the climax and we're just like on this ride Not the worst sex. Yeah, it's because they're all (laughs) not that good. We know the climax is coming November 3rd. And we also know that no matter what happens, what the outcome is, there will still be some kind of release. There won't be like all like everything is too much. Like even people that's like vote, vote, vote. You don't know, like, I don't know what their intentions are because they say just vote for whoever you want to. So it's like, so you don't really care about who's voting. So when I go on Instagram and it's like, did you vote? And they have like that little checkbox at the top. It's like, I don't want to fucking see this because I don't even know what the thing behind it is. Like, okay, yeah, I'm voting. And that's it. God God forbid. Let's say I'm voting for Trump. Like, so you're just showing that message to everybody. You're saying that this election is important, but you're not really saying it's important for who. Not that people should be saying who you should vote for, but it's also like, why are we talking about this in this way if we're not going to be clear about what you want the outcome to be yeah
1: so I, in I general, yeah in general i don't like when people pussyfoot around issues so even people that are just like oh vote 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 no we need to be saying vote biden vote biden vote biden
0: <laughs> but that's the thing no one <laughs> can say that because that's like technically politically incorrect so if you can't say if you can't tell me who to vote for and again, that sounds wrong by itself. But if you can't say that outwardly, I don't want to fucking see every time I go on Instagram, did you vote? Did you cast yeah. in your ballot? Who the fuck cares? Because you're only just saying this for what? Yeah. If that seems performative also. And I've never seen anything like that ever in all the years that I've been voting. Y'all mm-hmm. niggas ain't care that hard about it. Yeah. If you ain't really going to have the conversation about why it's important to vote, or who we should vote for or why this election is important i don't really feel like it's necessary to see that all the time yeah because if someone yeah. gets the wrong message and they vote for trump because this election is so important is it so important for like impending doom like what are we really like what are we doing here i don't get oh it oh my
1: gosh mm, i need to breathe i feel <laughs> like the, the heat is building in my body after these last two topics.
0: So, well... well I wanted to actually go, go back to something because when we were talking okay. about, like, Black women, like, not being represented well, and, like, people, mm-hmm. or, like, me feeling like I've been gaslit, like, even by people in my own community, and how you said, like, we should be selfish, not selfish, that we should care about ourselves. To me, yeah. I feel like that's a call to be selfish in a way. Cause I, I feel like Matthew called out to me, like you didn't get shot and you're getting worked up about this as if you did. And I'm like, but I feel the pain as if I did get shot and the people aren't caring. Like, it feels like a slap in the face to me, even if I wasn't that person that did get shot. So of course I yeah. want to feel this feeling. I want to be angry about it because it's happening to one, somebody that looks like me. And niggas aren't crazy about it the same way I would want them to how they would, if it was, let's say a black male or anybody else, like shit would be so different. It's like, I feel like I have to be this angry because people just don't get it.
1: No. And that's exactly how I feel. It's like in one part of my brain, I know I need to disconnect and focus on myself and like care for myself. But it's also like, all right, if, if we're not, you people like you and I aren't showing up for each other, then who's holding us down? I kid you not, I cried over the Meg Thee Stallion situation. I did too. Oh yeah, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was it was so upsetting and the fact that, so Meg Thee Stallion is one of the most prominent celebrities right now. Yeah. Like, you got Cardi B, of course you have Beyonce, but Beyonce, she, don't, she doesn't have like an album out right now, so like a Aside from like when Black Skin came out, mm-hmm. she wasn't like the main focus. But Megynastown has been the focus for months. Right. The fact that this four-foot-tall-ass person could shoot her and nothing happens and people are still asking him his side of the story. Even and, like, now, that would the yeah, charges. People listen to his album. That would never happen if it was a white woman. That would never happen if he'd shot Kylie Jenner. Like and it's and I think that's part of the reason that it hurts so bad and and from that I think that's when I was like okay I need to I want to pull back a little bit but I don't know so it's just kind of like you are in the middle it's like you want to pull back for your well being your emotional well being but you also like you know you want to care send positive vibes or whatever to people that are in situations like that it's it's hard it's I don't know but it's I'm tired of feeling like all of this weight has to fall on us because it's a lot. And and that, that's really all I'm trying to say. Like it's, it's too much. So for people that do want to tap out of situations like that and disconnect, I think that that's completely valid. And it's, no, it
0: is. it is definitely, but it's so much that's going on. And I'm gonna get to the next part I wanted to make. That's just so fucking heavy. Cause like, even if you want to detach from that and focus on yourself there. Okay, fine. Then a couple of weeks ago, I'm watching the vice president debate and it's like the stigma of black people or black women being angry and oh, having yeah. to shrink yourself up so you don't seem like the angry black woman. It's so fucking frustrating that I want to go to like the top of a mountain and scream because it's like we're not even allowed to be ourselves when any feeling that we have is valid, but you have to still contain it because you don't want to come out a certain way to the like the masses yeah meanwhile they're able to do everything
1: i am so proud of myself because i have i okay i used to never like get into the comments on instagram or i actually just kind of like stopped using twitter Mm -hmm. because people were saying wild things but i have been heavy on both lately but i'm proud of myself for showing restraint. strength but not cursing people out on any of these apps, <laughs> uh, because I was on Twitter during the uh, VP debate, and it was like five minutes into the debate, and like I saw multiple white people saying, "Like, oh my gosh, she's so angry," <laughs> and I'm just like, "Is she really? Is she really?" Um, but I got my life watching that debate, like all of her faces,
0: yeah, and, and that I'm, was so reserved.
1: She really was. That's
0: the part that's like really really taking it like she's saying that she's angry. But she was reserved.
1: She wasn't angry at all. She was just assertive. And I think in general, people um, don't respond well when women are assertive. So, uh, you know, the response is going to be worse when it's uh, a black woman or woman of color. And that's all she was. She was just assertive. He was talking over her. She was like, not today, Zayn, you need to (laughs) shut it up. Right. Oh, my gosh. I can watch her saying, I'm speaking. I can just watch that on repeat. It was all day. Yeah. And I I was like, I'm, Go ahead. I'm was like, i gonna start saying that in meetings. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm, I'm speaking. speaking. I'm speaking. Or even in a zoom meeting, like put up the hand up like <laughs> I'm speaking. Thank you. <laughs> that was, it, I don't know. I was happy for that moment. But at the same time, I was also mad because it reminds me of like, how I feel like I have to like, shut myself up and not be myself completely or have like the work persona or like cold switching just because we're not allowed to be ourselves. And, like, other people, they could have, like, tantrums and act like a three-year-old. And you always have this persona of, like, you're a negative or bitter or an angry Black person, Black woman, if you're, like, speaking up. Yeah. And it's just, like, I feel like I can't escape.
1: It's a hard life. <laughs> I shouldn't should say it's a hard life. I shouldn't say it's a hard life. I think I would... I think if I could choose... Whatever I was in the next life, I would choose being a black woman over and over and over. So I shouldn't yeah. say that it's a hard life. It's just, you know, people just, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's just but like I don't regret why, why? that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else was I'm just gonna say something else about the debate, but it was great. I, she was. won. People want to say she didn't, but she won hands down, and I, I think that um, it's really great to have just like to see a black woman on that stage. yeah. I, so when Obama was first in office, my youngest brother, I don't know how old he was. He was younger than 10. I can't remember. But, you know, that was the first president that he knew. He knew a black man in office, but he still, the way that he looked up to him was incredible. Like he, I actually have it framed and I think I've shown you, he made these like Obama books.
0: Oh yes, I remember.
1: And, and he made these like, dollar or these bills that were like a million dollars and they had obama's face on it so i'm just like oh man it's gonna be so great when biden and harris are in office and then to for that role model for like little black girls okay. yeah
0: that's a really fair point
1: I mean, i'm trying to be positive about this election i got my ballot in the mail today i opened the mailbox and i did a little i was like yes we are about to vote it out um so i'm just you know trying to put that positivity out there, manifest the outcome that we need to have.
0: Yes, I agree. I mean, I'm struggling a bit, but Mm -hmm. it's just because of how, like how everything is melting up.
1: Yeah.
0: That's hard to be positive, but I'm still trying to, and I'm still going to do the right thing. The thing I'm really struggling with, and I know we're going to talk about this in another episode, but it's like trying to get other people to vote. And it's like one thing to like put something on Instagram, but it's another thing when it's like someone you actually know that may not be voting, and you kind of understand the reasons why, but like trying to get through them and to penetrate that like stubborn layer where you're not sounding like an annoying older grandparent or something that I don't know how to manage really.
1: Yeah. Well, we will. That will be our next episode. Um, I think before we finish up this one, so we end on a positive note. Yes. I don't want Trump to be the last topic. (laughs) Aside from The Sims, what else is like bringing you joy right now?
0: I can't say like The Girlfriends or like The Parkers. Like, honestly, these 90s black shows have been giving me life lately Mm -hmm. because when they first came out, even though it was funny, I was too young to understand it. And now that I'm the age of these characters, it's all the more relevant. And also, like, what the fuck happened to all these Black shows? It's like, it was so great and, like, so, like, diverse within Blackness that it's, like, really incredible to watch. And I just get, like, a warm feeling. Still cry at all the emotional parts. So I feel like that's been giving me life recently.
1: Yeah. That's, that up, good. Yeah. Um, that's definitely been good. And I agree, Girlfriends has been hit in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm older and can relate a lot more to some of the topics that come up, uh, especially the, like my, like they talked about fibroids multiple yeah. times. And I thought that was so interesting because yes, all women can get fibroids, but it's something that's really common with black women. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I've loved and loved watching that. And I think that I have been working like on a side hustle. hmm. And I kind of fell off for a couple of weeks and I'm getting back to that. And that's been bringing me joy, just trying to like build something for myself and hopefully like it'll grow to like be for my family as well. So yeah, that's been good.
0: That's good too. And also starting this again, I feel yeah. like it's going to bring more joy.
1: Yeah, this was good. Um Yeah, this is always good. Like talking to you.
0: Yeah, same.
1: And doing our Instagram, even though I feel like I haven't been as consistent (laughs) as I was before. Like, that's always good. And like seeing people's comments and just chatting with random people. That's like the shameless plug.
0: (laughs) Follow our Instagram. Yeah. That's like the delicate balance to find. Like, I'll just find myself on our Instagram and not my personal one. And it's like, okay, this is Mm -hmm. healthy for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I prefer scrolling our Instagram versus my personal one sometimes.
0: Same. Well, Um, as always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I kind of want to not apologize, but hope it didn't sound like an angry black woman's rant. But we needed to get it off. So I hope you could listen to it, digest it, understand it, maybe get some insight.
1: Yes. And I was dead ass about if you're a Trump supporter, let us know. I'm very curious why. And I don't know. You can send us a message on Instagram or Gmail. Our handle on both is Black Feelings Podcast. So B-L-K-F-L-N-G-S podcast. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And even if it's not Trump related, reach out. We'd love to like connect. With we have like a different
0: that. opinion than us or something. Yeah. Some kind of insight question though would you want it to be like a black trump supporter or otherwise
1: Any, anyone that's not voting for trump because of conspiracy theories
0: okay i feel like that's going to be really hard <laughs> i mean also but then again it's like it's not really conspiracy so maybe not so hard
1: look <laughs> i'm going to be clear if you're voting for trump because you think Hillary Clinton, or Obama, or child molesters, or you you believe in Pizzagate, no shade, but that's not who I'm curious and interested in speaking with. I'm interested in speaking with people that know Trump's policies or whatever. Like, I'm really genuinely curious. And those are the people I would would love to just, like, pick your brain.
0: Awesome. Well, I guess that's that for this episode. Cool. Thanks for joining me. Peace out, guys.
1: Bye.